Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about chewing, also known as mastication. We are going to talk about whether it actually increases your ability to feel full. Is there a reason why we hate the sound of chewing? And is chewing gum good or bad for thine body? <laughs> this is inspired because I just got my wisdom teeth out, currently can't chew. And, a and week you got without, all four out. All four out and a week without chewing is hell. And so I'm like, why is chewing so important? Turns out there's a lot of science. Yeah, I remember that feeling so vividly of like on day two or three, just being so sick of eating slop. It and makes you it... realize you just, yeah, your body craves like crunching down on stuff. Oh my God. I just want to like viscerally like. <laughs> <laughs> but it also makes you feel like a disgusting like organism when I'm like taking scrambled eggs and literally surpassing my mouth and just like shoving it down my tube into my stomach like it makes me feel like an object like i'm a, like i'm <laughs> like, just filling myself with gasoline it's just substance yeah like, like there's true. exactly like it's like soylent yeah we've like tricked <laughs> ourselves into thinking that food is anything but just truly like a fuel source to keep us like sentient before we die so like because you're like oh fun pizza but what we all tricked ourselves like we've created <laughs> such a lore around food to yeah, like kind of mask the idea that really it's just like sustenance for like you know what i mean like we create we put so much meaning into it and i like mm. i have not really thought about it but when you're literally sitting Removed there from it taking cottage cheese and surpassing your teeth and tongue and putting it at the back of your throat and Ugh. going, it's like ew i'm like just fueling myself to not die what, it's what, so depressing when i became a vegetarian it was like cottage cheese became a really useful thing and now i think it's the most disgusting thing in the world because i ate way too Ew. much of it but you eat it all the time i do but i, I didn't mind the, it's not because of the taste but now when i eat it if i have more than like five bites the texture of it and it just like i don't know something about it having too much cottage cheese i can eat so much yogurt but too much cottage cheese and i just feel like nauseous well it's truly yogurt with little curds in it it's disgusting <laughs> it's it is not gross ultimately, like i love cheese curds and I, I liked cottage cheese before but um okay what are you most excited to eat when you feel like you can get any meal like if you could have any meal right now what would you want it to be it's like something i can rip 
<laughs> like something that goes like, <laughs> like I do kind of think pizza because I yeah. really feel like if I ate pizza right now, I would just like bleed everywhere. And like, pizza is a good mix of soft and hard things. Like the crust yeah. is crunchy, but oh. then you have like chewy cheese and then you can oh, get like pizza, different textures the and vegetables. And all uh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, you can't really have fried <laughs> things. Like fried things. Like a like a crunchy fried like tempura sweet potato. Oh yeah, or like a uh, what do you say? Like what are those cheese sticks called? Mozzarella stick. Is that what it's called? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, like a oh yeah, or, stick? yeah. You're right. A mozzarella. <laughs> I'm like it's like probably um, not. I even don't Italian. know the authentic Italian yeah, version. I, think, I know mozzarella. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was invented at Eastside Mirrors and it's not <laughs> Italian. Uh yeah, that would be good. Maybe I'll get one of those tonight. Oh, I'm going to be so jealous. Okay, let's get into what did we learn this week because we're going to have more on chewing later. Oh, what did we learn this week? Well, actually, <laughs> mine is related to chewing. Oh, okay, we're back. So is it better to segue later, like, for you to go first? Because yours is not related. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do I'll mine bring first. Us back to chewing. Um, it's not have anything to do with chewing. <laughs> so I'm reading this book about... Oh, God, I don't even know what it's called. It's called, like, Being Me. Okay, it's not what it's called. But it's about <laughs> um, consciousness it's like a new you science book on called? consciousness. No, that's what I just realized. I'm Is like, being oh, being you. you. I can see it. Okay, it's called being <laughs> you. Who's it by? Emil Seth? Yes, that's what it's. It's good. So far, it's really good. And so <laughs> being me, being me, really fun. Actually, oh my god, consciousness is so cool. I love it because it's like science and philosophy and physics and blah. But one thing that I learned about is that if you were to put a barrier in between your eyes, so like. A line, like a piece of cardboard coming out from like... Like blocking each eye from the other yeah, sort of so thing? Yeah, so each eye from the other. And one eye was shown like a bird. And one eye was shown like the CN Tower. Mm-hmm. Like according to like physiology, some people might think you would produce an image in your brain that's a hybrid of the CN Tower and the bird. Okay. But it's like your consciousness is incapable of that and will yeah. always go back and forth a few seconds on each one. And you'll uh, see the bird and you'll see the CN Tower and you'll see the bird. And, and you're you'll just see processing that. You're looking at two different images. Yeah. It's just like, and it's just, it's called um, the binocular. What's it called? The binocular. Oh, shoot. Oh, binocular. It's called binocular rivalry. And it's Ooh. like when people were starting to try and, you know, study and understand consciousness, they're like, technically, if we made a robot with like our brains. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that robot would create a hybrid image and they think that consciousness is like there's something there to the fact that like your worldview and brain will always choose one over the other rather than creating a duplicate image on top of each other. Huh. Isn't that weird though? I just was thinking about it how I'm like related to consciousness. That's yeah. Well, like he's all his whole books are consciousness, so he's taking lots of science things and relating them. But he's saying he's like it's like it's your consciousness mm, that is kind not of allowing deciding you that you're seeing one image yeah. than the other, than the other, than the other, and not like some weird mashup of the two. Exactly, it's like your neurons are hmm. firing in a way that like you know. Wonder what a spider sees. Yeah, or it's just like it's just cool. It's like so you acts. can't control it. Your whole worldview decides one or the other. Right. Anyways. Well. No, that's like, cool. Yeah, it like, is like, that's cool. it's weird when you realize your brain does stuff without your permission. I know. You know, and most of it is without my permission. And it's just like all the bad stuff, meat, especially like <laughs> electricity and meat. What? Oh, like, like <laughs> your brain is just like Did you say meat. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> electricity running through gelatiny like meat. And then I'm just like, that's me. <laughs> like it's crazy. Wow, this book's gonna mess me up. It is crazy. Oh my god. So now we can go back to chewing, which is a little more simple. 
Yeah, well, okay, mine is like related to chewing, so it's kind of a segue, but um, it's actually more about what you eat. Uh, and so a study recently found how to add 10 years to your life expectancy. Okay, shut up. I'm not lying. It's a legitimate study. It was actually a but massive- But 10 years? 10 years. Okay, okay. so uh, I'm not lying. <laughs> the way you're saying it, I'm like, you're, you're lying. I'm a salesperson right <laughs> like, It literally became a car and salesman. They, no, no, no. It's a really big study. Okay. Um, obviously, previous studies have shown like exercising, avoiding smoking, and not drinking increased lifespan. Okay, that I can um, make sense to me. But this study was looking at the optimal diet and it looked at all over the world uh it was a conglomerate of many different studies um obviously there are still limitations to meta-analysis but this is what they found <laughs> okay so you really are a car salesperson oh my god okay so um basically they came up after reviewing all these diets and seeing who lived the longest they came up with an optimal diet versus a western diet um because obviously they were like Obviously, the optimal one isn't is not the Western. Western yeah, one. so a Western diet is often <laughs> high amounts of processed foods, red meats, high fat dairy products, high sugar foods, prepackaged foods, low fruit and vegetable intake. Okay, that, that literally is, is like the definition <laughs> that they have that, technically of a Western diet. Okay, that <laughs> is insane. It is not shocking, but we need to like think Address about that, that always. It's like it's like oh, when we're defining the Western diet, like the way society is like the pinnacle of life yeah, it's like actually so crazy and the way like western that. countries have the audacity to like be like well we're rich so we have like mm -hmm. we're superior but it's like you're actually killing yourself yeah. from the inside yes um can you say it one more yeah time? it's high <laughs> amounts of processed foods red meats <laughs> high fat dairy products high sugar foods pre-packaged foods and low fruit and vegetable <laughs> intake it's even like high red meat it's even just like oh it's also ruining the environment too <laughs> okay wow uh, and so I, this isn't like all that surprising because we've probably heard about it before, but like the optimal diet they found was more legumes like beans, peas, lentils, whole grains like oats, barley, brown rice, nuts, and fish, and less red or processed meat and sugar. Okay. So that's what, um, interestingly, like the evidence for minimizing white meat and eggs was still there, but much less significant. So those were on the list of things to minimize. There's a really cool chart. Like I can try and, or I'll maybe post this somewhere so you can find the study. Um, ASAP science on Instagram. Yeah. I'm like, where do I post that? <laughs> I know. Like you're just saying that. I'm like, like I work Instagram. on the internet and literally I was like, well, how could I possibly share that? Um, anyway, so they have a really cool chart and it shows by how much they would change it from the Western diet to become the optimal diet. Okay. So like white meat and eggs only got decreased a little compared to red meat, which went to like zero. Okay. Wow. Anyway. Um, so with using this optimal diet and studying people over the course of many meta analysis, they found if you started it from age 20, your life expectancy would be a decade longer for both wow. men and women in us, China and Europe. <clears throat> so all across different cultures. Um, if you started it at 60, it would increase your life expectancy by eight years. So like not even that much. 60. Yeah. Even if you're starting late, like, Change your diet and you'll be healthier. Okay, you, you'll you live longer. Have to post that because yeah. it's like a no right now. I'm like, I'm annoyed. I'm like, give me exactly what that diet is. 
because you're telling me I can add years. I'm like, I need to know exactly what yeah. it is. Even eight year olds said they could saw increases of three and a half years to their life expectancy. Eat your legumes. Now, the study did something <laughs> interesting and also created something called the feasibility diet because they were like, okay, Americans are, or Westerners are not going to change their diet to this fully. Yeah. So they basically, with that, it was like a halfway point. And that's in the chart as well. And with that, people who represented that were still seeing great improvements. If they started by 20 years old, it was six years Wait, longer. a feasibility diet is like a little more realistic. It's a, it's a halfway point between the Western and optimal diet that they created. So it was like, instead of dropping red meat to zero, it would maybe drop to like a certain quantity that was halfway between. Wow. Maybe maybe the red meat, I actually don't remember right now, but the red meat might have been always down to zero. <laughs> I can't remember. But it was like trying to find a practical balance to like help encourage people, I think, to engage with that diet. Um, the one caveat for the study was that all those changes were documented within 10 years. So they're, they're huh? unsure. Like if you went from a Western diet to the optimal diet, you um, that took place over 10 years in the studies okay but not that's longer. nice so they were like oh. if you did it over 20 years or 30 we actually don't know oh okay 10 years seems like a good enough yeah time. to full but maybe fully changing your diet takes actually, a long yeah, time and i think true. maybe they're probably thinking of public policy and stuff like you can't just change everyone's diet so if these kind of studies can be used to help implement changes in behavior in society at large it probably takes a longer time to implement um yeah that's like the long-term takeaway is that, you know, change your diet. You can live longer. <laughs> and just like, don't eat red meat. Like, I'm like, red meat is crazy. Like, now that I'm vegetarian, when I go see the blood, like, dripping out of the, like, styrofoam in, like, a deli. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it is wild. Like, we're so, we're so good at cognitive dissonance. For sure. And even now, I'm like, I still sometimes eat, like, chicken and stuff. Because it's, like, cognitively, I can still do that for some reason. But, but there's, like, I just can't for some reason with red. And I'm just like, it's just so interesting. It's just a weird mind thing. Like even like when it would be like, oh, I want my burger bloody. Like I used to love that. <laughs> like I used to love when like you go to like a right. nice like, restaurant and then like... I'd be like, there's blood. Like <laughs> they like, why? It's did... real. I was like, it's real. Like that is superior. I mean, but I, that's so weird. I would still say, I think that like, obviously it's amazing. More and more people are trying to be vegetarian, vegan. Obviously, I think like historically humans were eating meat for a long time. So yeah. there, there is like an evolutionary response that you probably yeah. have the same to, way. To the blood it's, of it's the like meat. fat. And then you, you're conditioned to know that there'll be salt with it. It's like all these things that taste and really chewing, good. And chewing. Yeah. People love to Yeah, you really get a good chew out of steak. Because like, it's actually so chewy. But why? Because it's like you're actually just eating flesh that's not deteriorating well. <laughs> oh my God. Like chewing is crazy. It's, I'm like, I'm now just like daydreaming about the ability to chew steak <laughs> but but like you no know, it's true i'm sounding self-righteous and so annoying i'm not trying to i'm just like it is crazy that we just eat bloody meat like it just is but then i guess it's not I, yeah i don't think it's that crazy but it's it's crazy but it's interesting that these diets i think like it's not saying have zero red meat but i think obviously those are the imminent factors of like if you're gonna get rid of anything get rid of red meat because it's gonna yeah and it's just like it is just kind of weird because i think what we've been told I'm just like going there with this. There's not actual proof, but I'm sure there's probably some sociology <laughs> behind it. Like through the patriarchy about like this over significance of meat, even in hunter gatherer societies, when you learn that they weren't eating very much meat, like they were mm. lucky when they got the meat, but it's really the mm. caloric intake was from berries and nuts and mm -hmm. legumes. So it's like, I think we're taught 
through like literal like pictures and history books of like <laughs> old homo sapiens like <laughs> men spearing meat right the but imagery like, we're given, given is like is yeah so like because that's moments... what we always ate but it's like no you actually didn't your body's designed yeah. to eat a shit ton of freaking nuts because that's what you were actually eating a lot of yeah. and every once in a while well, when a woman sense, speared the damn bison which is something else we're learning <laughs> that the women were actually hunting and the men were just like <laughs> full, like di- like blowing each other or something oh my god you're so extra well i'm just like but it makes sense it's interesting that, that we're talking that, that like probably because meat was like hard to come by it would yeah. be way more exciting and so there's probably yeah. a lot more rituals around like yeah. meat and food because it's like it is a big deal to have that much yeah. calories to not have to forage for an extended period of time because now you have a yeah. whole body of an animal. So it maybe like as much as I'm agreeing, like that is what's in pop culture. When we yeah. look to hunter gatherers, we see them like butchering animals, <laughs> yeah. but probably because those moments also were so important. Like yeah. that's probably carried through history. Like when you look at cave paintings and there's literally like animals being yeah. killed or whatever. Yeah. Cause they're like, now that's significant. Let's paint about it <laughs> when really like every 362 other days of the year they were eating a dang right, legume exactly. yeah and our bodies are designed to last long and live longer by eating legumes that's yes. the part that i think is what like worth knowing was interesting in this study was that for the optimal diet they increased fish and so obviously okay. a consumption of fish can still have a negative impact on our environment especially like Hell overfishing yeah. and all that so it is interesting though to know like fish was part of an increase in what they believed to be part of the optimal diet when they literally like tr- like literally like till the bottom of the ocean to get fish it's so mm-hmm. sad they've got i mean they're gonna figure out a way hopefully to make fake fish that's just like actually has the same profile like one day we'll just be eating fish that we're never even or real. like even Anything. i'm all for farming it like those giant like norwegian fish farms i'm like right. yeah they're so efficient go for it. i don't care well no we've got to figure like, i actually don't I'm, I'm curious about that i don't know enough about fish farming to have like a political stance like i'm sure there is like pretty big environmental impacts or maybe no, well, um, biodiversity impacts, or you know what I mean. There's you're actually no, like not to be like just to negate what you're saying, but what I read in Nature magazine about like how we will continue to con- eat meat in the future if we want to. Fish farming is so important. Oh, I'm not because, saying that it's not important, but it's like it's actually like quite minimal in its impact because That's of the way I'm that about. it's the way that they design them. They're like tubes. Like there's the mm-hmm. floating sort of like top. So picture like the coast of Norway. This is where they have a bunch of them. There's like these cylindrical tubes that go into the water. And then it's like filled with the fish. Like if you think about like the ocean, that's not like a necessarily like dense part of the ocean where like there's lots of biodiversity. Yeah. I, I didn't mean that though. Oh. I meant like biodiversity in like the kinds of fish that get produced. Cause obviously they're probably like only producing some kinds oh, of it's fish. Like salmon. And, yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Sorry. I don't know enough about it, but I am just thinking everything that's better for the environment is still I, like everything humans do has an environmental mm-hmm. cost. So I would be surprised if there still aren't criticisms of. I'm sure there are, but if you think farming. about the fact that and it still is animal cruelty. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. Like if we're talking about like consciousness and sentience, it's like they all probably are looking <laughs> around like, this is insane. Those captive humans are evil. But like, if you think about the fact that the population is increasing, like these inevitabilities of the future. And then you think about what literally like it takes to grow a cow. And we think about the impacts of water and carbon dioxide and all these things. And then you picture the ocean and fish farming. It's like, you can start to put together how they think if we are going to continue to eat meat, 
at the capacity of the population growing, we really should be thinking about fish fries. Fair, but yeah. I guess what I was saying was in the long <laughs> run, we, ho- we hope to have like be able to make those things from scratch. Like now they're making artificial meat. You mean like actually that, like a lab vibe? Yeah, like it's oh. actually meat because it's made with meat a cells, king. but it was never an animal. Like they've already oh. done that with like like prototypes for like steaks and stuff that so are. you're picturing a future of fully lab grown meat well i mean that would presumably have an even lower environmental impact yeah. at least on the actual like maybe there's still a lot of like co2 release in oh terms my of god the future is so scary do you think we'll be alive okay do what? You, okay let's make a bet right now do you think we'll be alive <laughs> oh god, oh god, when oh it's like more popular to eat lab meat whoa or do you, I think love that's this gonna, question. do you think that's going to take so long? Okay, so I'm not going to put out into the universe that I'm going to live to 80 because then I'm going to get hit <laughs> by a bus like tomorrow. No, but let's but say... But like, let's li- say I don't have to 80. If you live another 50 years, like... That's it? And then I'm 80? Oh, God. Yeah, you're more than 80 in 50 oh years, honey. Oh, my God. <laughs> How long have I been alive? 33. Okay, so it's like... Oh my God, that's so scary. I'm going to vomit. I'm about to vomit on this. <laughs> Thinking about this, I'm about to vomit on this and you're never going to hear this recording. <laughs> 50 years. Do I think lab-grown meat will... Uh, I know what I can say? I goddamn hope so. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I hope so. And I do think that in 50 years, we will be eating more lab-grown red meat than farmed red meat. And that's me with just shutting my eyes, wincing and crossing my dang fingers. I think I don't actually know or like this is not based on anything, but I really hope so as well. Like in my mind, we get to be part of that future. But like, obviously, there's a sad thing where it's like maybe progress does not go as fast as people think. And like every time there's a new prime minister, a new president, and you're like, nothing's changed. And like, well, yeah. nothing's changed. Nothing's like, changed. But in like, some ways, me. I look back and so much has changed. And then in other ways, yeah. you're like, oh, we've been having the same debate since the 70s. Okay. <laughs> Truly. Sometimes I watch old movies and I'm like, they're still talking about BPA and plastics. Yeah. Like they were already talking about that. <laughs> or like women's rights. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. I mean? like, like literally it's like we're still oh we're, my like God. <laughs> you're just like we haven't sorted that. They've been talking about it for literally 50 years. It's crazy sometimes to look back and be like, I thought that was like a modern Yeah, or it's like, oh yeah, like red like eating less less red meat. Is good, and then people are like, "You're gonna take my steaks away! I'm gonna shoot you!" And you're like, "Holy! Sh-. I didn't think that there'd it's be like a that reaction." The 1930s. Yeah, like whenever there's like a progressive, just like simple solution that I think is gonna happen, it like is met with like hostility of like murderous rampage. It's like, <laughs> wait, what? Like I thought there'd be pushback, but I didn't think it would be like yeah. identities would be built yes. on this. I guess it's mm, it's capitalism. Oh, <laughs> there she is. There she is. Because people, I mean, there's profit to be made, and so there's politics to be played. Yeah. Oh, Has anyone said shit. that before? Um, I'm dating Marx. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dating Karl Marx. Uh, I'm kidding. Like Mitchell Marx. You're allowed, actually, no, I'm like I'm about to roll back. And like everyone is allowed to make Just fun of us joking. forever. No, no, I know, I know. But actually, Mitchell Marx is a gorgeous name. <laughs> if you ever. Do like move on from this and become some sort of like, I don't know, politician, <laughs> politician. Like, I don't even know. You like, think I like should change pianist. my name? I'm so far off from that. Mitchell like, Marks. Oh, if I was a pianist. I, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like a pianist. Yeah. That'd be a good one. But then it's like, am I just like pretending I'm not from here? Yeah. Also, Mitchell Mock is really good. And everyone would be like, okay, we got it. You think you're a Marxist, but like, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you live in a home. You okay. own land. We haven't even started the episode yet. I mean, we have. I just mean, should we get into the main yeah. part? Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll be back after a little break. 
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. Mastication, chewing, <laughs> misophonia. Um, my mouth's so dry right now. Misophonia. From I chewed on a little earlier. <laughs> <laughs> misophonia is the hating of the sound of chewing. What is the yeah? It's of like it? there's just some people that literally get so triggered from hearing people chew. But misophonia in general is like sounds, but often it is people chewing. Oh, so it could be the other ones like styrofoam. On yeah, the- just like misophonia is like the like I don't know that it's the technical definition, but like the irrational hatred of certain sounds, especially that come from like people's body so like breathing yeah. or chewing huh so interesting because i was about to be like let's chew into the mic for them but people might know like, rip but their other out. people though like love asmr and there is like obviously huh. some part of our brains that are so connected even if we don't hate it we're kind of like it is weird i must say sometimes if like everyone gets silent and there's someone beside me chewing i'm like drop my fork and half. I'm like, I hate that. <laughs> like, it's so weird. Like it only is sometimes I don't care. Like, I don't think I have misophonia, but I'm like, there are just weird moments. Like once every month, I feel like where I hear yeah. someone chew and I'm like, well, I'm about to flip this table and punch you oh, in the okay. face. Like well, what is that? <laughs> Maybe you actually have it. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's like so weird. It's like, like, yeah, everyone knows a bit. Like, and then you're like, and then I'll kill this person. No. I was like, oh, oh, I don't actually like, have that. That's what I mean. It's like irrational. It's like, I feel like it's happened to me recently. We were at that diner, but when we were like at the diner, when we were going cross country skiing, you went yeah. to the bathroom and you heard, and so it was like thing. weirdly so quiet because <laughs> everyone was like first time back in a restaurant, like after lockdown like, or something. But I, the guy was time was chewing and I was like about to like go throw my coffee <laughs> in his face and be like, want to stop chewing there, bud? But it was like, but, but like, it doesn't happen to me that right. often. It just, it, there's something. It was so isolated chewing. for you in that moment too. And chewing can do that to you. Like, yeah. It's a really weird sound. And it's weird that it has a definition and that people really struggle with misphonia. Yeah, and like if you want to throw your coffee in someone's face, you probably have misphonia. <laughs> yeah. but <what laughs> I've never, that? I've definitely noticed and sometimes I go like, oh, that's rude. Like, like chew more nicely and privately. Because some people you yeah. are like, they're chewing so loud and it's kind of like you're seeing food in their mouth. And that, that can be gross. But is there any like, you know, evolutionary biologist who just made some crazy leap being like people spittled poison or like bacteria through their food oh, talking like and that's why, why you hate it um, or is there only like really like management i don't it? know i i had looked into this a lot before but i think i don't think we like no have an evolutionary theory for why people have hmm. 
you know what I mean? Yeah, but you're right. Because so that in. fear of holes, we kind of go like, oh, because what is it called? Like, um, you know, when you see a lot of holes. So I've never been as scared of a hole in my life. Oh, my God. Is it called like. Tri- no, yeah. Tri- like tri- oh. <laughs> tryptophan. Oh, amino acid. But it is like um, trypto something. Yeah. Tryphophobia. <laughs> Look well, anyways, up. what's your point? Um, that one, people are like, oh, there's an evolutionary root because things that look like that often are like moldy or Yeah, it viral. does look like mold. It's trypophobia. Trip- trypophobia. It's but, like tryptophan. That's why I always get it mixed up. And also even like fear of spiders. Like, yeah, there's... Logical. Like, <laughs> yes. Like fear of mice. Remember? It was like, oh, they yeah. carry disease and the plague. Like there's yeah. a lot of fears, but there's something about the sound of chewing that it doesn't have an obvious okay so this is not necessarily evolutionary but one of the theories is that um the trigger when you get triggered by chewing sound you have mirror neurons firing off for that sensation in your brain and it's so uncomfortable it feels like you're being um like intruded upon is like a working theory obviously mirror neurons are fascinating yeah that it's like so visceral and then maybe you feel like kind of gross so it's kind of like (laughs) I was, I thought maybe it was saying like you're hearing, your brain is hearing them and with mirror neurons being like, oh, I hear a chew noise. Therefore you should be chewing, but you're not chewing and your brain's like, why aren't you chewing? Okay. (laughs) When I did research on this, what they realized is for a lot of long time, the therapies were on thinking about the sound and dealing with the sound management. Hmm. But then they realized if they got people to mimic the action, they would, they, I was actually a more successful therapy. Well then, okay. Mirror neurons are so, we should explain what they are because people might be like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. But mirror neurons are so interesting. And it's like, they're used a lot in pop science to explain like, why you enjoy the Olympics. Cause like when you physically are watching someone speed skate really well, your body in like mm-hmm. the syncopation of watching that if they stutter study you with fmri machines which is oxygenated blood in the brain so it's not as accurate as like when they see the electricity but fmr and fmri of you watching <laughs> it parts of your brain fire in like the kinetic physical places of, as if you were speed skating yeah and, and when like, they win you also you have the dopamine release of, of winning by seeing a human act like that yeah if you see someone win and you want them to win you feel like you won and yeah. get the similar and jump same off your response and like yeah. yeah it's like why people are going to watch the super bowl on mass and like and scream and yeah, yeah there's neurological so they're called mirror neurons and they're interesting so it makes sense you're hearing the chewing. Mm-hmm. You're not actually acting on it. And that's like absurd. But it's, it still seems weird. It's still it's so like, weird. Well, there's it's lots of things so I hear when I'm not like so doing weird. it. No, I hear honestly, footsteps better start walking. And honestly, maybe, I don't know. I wouldn't even believe it. If someone's like, I have misophobia, I'd be like, that's made up. Shut up. No, but I do I believe do people feel like I, And that's what I mean. Like, so I, when I want to punch this guy at the diner, I'm like, there's something there. Right. That's what I mean. Like, I've had I'm not saying it's not a thing. I'm just saying it's that we don't know why it's a thing. Yeah. It's like some of the theories are kind of. Who knows? Well, um, okay. So chewing, what I really wanted to learn about because I haven't been chewing all week was like how it has to do with satiation. So it's like, I've been so hungry and not felt satiated at all, hmm. but it's hard because I'm also eating mundane same Like I'm eating applesauce, yogurt, right? It's also the same just things. monotony on yeah, top of, on top of not yeah. chewing. Cause so, if you just ate those same things for four days, you'd probably also be like, oh, it's not satisfying yeah, me exactly. at all. Like, it's like a bit of both. It's like my life is yeah. a gray malaise right now <laughs> of literal, like, slop. But they, oh and they, God. it is like <laughs> proven scientifically in many different ways that the more you chew, the more satiated you will feel. So I'm going to talk about those studies today because I think it's kind of interesting. And mm-hmm. there's still a lot to learn and it's kind of like new research. Mm-hmm. But essentially, they were able to study people because it's kind of easy. You just give them, like, it was, like, 
five grams of almonds and then they would do these large studies where people would chew either 10 times, 20 times or 40 times. Mm. And then they would just ask them like, over 60 minutes, 90 minutes. Yeah. Like how full are you? Oh, oh, how full are yeah, you? Like how hungry are you? Right. Like okay. it's like a simple study. I was like, yeah. that's amazing. And they did it with so many people and there was just like strong correlations yeah. between the people who chewed 40 times on five grams of almonds. They would be way more satiated at the 120 minute oh, wow. mark. Isn't it so weird that my like chewing muscles are like being fired right now? Oh, really? Like as you're talking about chewing and I was thinking about food, I was like, no, it felt my mirror neurons were flying off. Yeah. Because I was just like, mm, I was imagining chewing. I could just like really feel. Well, chewing's so interesting. It's so visceral. It's my just so like natural. Yeah. yeah. It's just like something that we all know what everyone and can relate true, to. Like chewing. chewing on it makes it more satisfying so you're saying though they were actually more full yeah, as well at 120 minutes but then the study also went on to say that the difference between the 25 chews and the 40 chews at like 90 and 120 minutes wasn't that significant mm -hmm. that they were kind of like if we're trying to actually use this research to help society like say it is like help deal with like obesity or something they're like sure. it's kind of ridiculous to expect someone to chew to 40 times uh, on one thing on five grams of almonds that uh -huh. they were like 25 times right was still, still way better than benefit. baseline that uh -huh. they're like maybe we should start saying chew your food 25 times or something because like 40 uh -huh. is like actually yeah, like, insane you'd be like, <laughs> like definitely everyone with misophonia would be like i hate that guy so much <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm just following the science. Yeah, sorry, 42's gotta do it. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah, and they also did one about gum. They had people eat gum. Actually, this might segue into you. Mm -hmm. But having people eat gum after they ate a meal kept them satiated for longer because they were chewing more. Yeah, I've heard that. And there's like I will I will get to gum. There's like so many interesting go, things go, around. Go. Go. Oh, should I do that now already? We're done talking about like being satiated and stuff. Oh, I don't know. We were, oh, no, I have more, but we just go back and forth. Okay, cool. Gum. That thing you put in your mouth and chew. Um, there, basically, I was trying to look into like, is gum good or bad, and actually find studies around this. Because I don't know, what do you think? Do you think chewing I gum think it's is bad. good for you or bad for you? Well, I have jaw issues, so they're always like, don't chew gum. And for some reason, I always panic about my migraines because you never know where they come from. And sometimes I'm just like, maybe <laughs> gum. gum. <laughs> I just like, I was just like trying to be like, that's an easy thing I can eliminate. Maybe it's gum. That's helping my life. <laughs> so, so you feel like since you've I've made gum, up a reason gum. why. It's I feel like I rarely have gum. We don't ever have gum in this yeah, house. Oh, actually, either. we have a package that's just been there for probably five years. Oh yeah, once like, in we're a not while, gum people. Yeah, we're not. And once in a while, I'd be like, I'd be like, no, and I'd pop an Excel and I go into that drawer and pull out and like. Rock, rock hard, like like tap it on something. It's like, K -k 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 -k. and I was like, if I bit into it, my tooth would break. Like it's crazy. I'm like, how old is this gum? It's like from 2006. It actually is from. I think that gum is probably from 2018. That oh okay, okay. that's four years. No, old. that's still long time. And know what it is? It's because like you sometimes get gum like given to you at said event. Yeah, maybe it's older, like but it's, like I, I it's not like a 15-year-old gum. We've no, I know. I'm just 15 I, no, I was being <laughs> like, <that> was hyperbolic. <laughs> Um, just saying 2018, I was kind of like, I don't feel like that much, but it is, but gum is like given out. Cause I'm like, it's not like I ever bought dentine ice since I was like in grade seven. I was going to like make out with someone. <laughs> yeah. Why I do we have it? Oh, know what it is? Every year your mom puts it in a stocking. Yes. That's it. And actually my family is a gum family. What? Really? Yeah. My family always had gum growing up, like in but the car, they, but they it don't was like fresh, fresh breath. Oh my God. We used to have not gum as in like not like a bubble gum, not like being like I just love chewing gum, but it was kind of like oh, it makes my breath feel fresh. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm like heading out. I'll I have gum. um, 
definitely for some reason was given gum in the car. Like that was the one place my parents would just randomly like open that front drawer and be like, gum? Oh my God, that's so Like did that weird. happen to you too? Yes. The times I had gum Why the most was is that? in the car. Because I was like, your, gum, your family's not a gum family. I've truly never seen them chew gum. So it was just like, but every time but if I got, got in the car, you put it back. You're like, yeah. You no, <laughs> yeah, no, it's so sad. You know I mean? try... <laughs> My family's so granola that they'd be like, Greg, Jill, rip one piece of Trident in half. <laughs> oh, no. Like, our treats were split in half. That's the worst, because then that kind of gum becomes not, it doesn't even, like, fully coagulate. Oh, it's like, it's yeah, it's small, like, it's, it's so like small. You're, you're chewing like, a grain. The of... one time I had Hubba Bubba, I passed out. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding? This is allowed. And it's crazy. Like, I didn't even question Hubba it. Hubba Bubba's intense when you're actually yeah. like, my jaw that can't be good. is a workout. Okay. Now I explain. <laughs> now I'm like, because it wasn't the answer. The question, is it good or bad? Yeah. So, okay. Weirdly, there's like a lot of good things about chewing gum. Whoa. Like, and so. Sponsored I, by Big Trident. No. Okay. So, I'll <laughs> say obviously like chewing gum, like you said, you have jaw problems and like it can cause issues. Like chewing too much yeah. gum for some people frequently is not a good thing. Um, and you can develop headaches and Joint pain, damage your teeth. So, like, for some people, okay, it's not okay, right. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to, like, no, I'm, not, I'm not here for big gum. No, but I have some weird, <laughs> interesting positive gum research, too. Okay. okay. Going. Studies have shown that chewing gum can increase your alertness and intellectual performance. <laughs> um, so, it's like chewing gum yeah. makes you more alert. alert. It's associated with higher productivity and fewer cognitive problems. And these are, like, Whoa. like legit studies where they're, like, tough testing them in inactivity. So, I'm not just, like, saying randomly. You yeah, know what I words. mean? Words. Yeah. Um, it can uh, improve, I said improve performance, but while studying specifically. So when people are like trying to remember things, thinking of study sessions, like chewing makes you more alert. Wow. Isn't that cool? So I've actually never oh, thought about how if thought. I was kind of feeling tired, just chew, chew some something. Because your body can't sleep while it's chewing. Um, they have found that it removes a lot of bacteria from your mouth. Um, so similar amounts that you remove from flossing, but in different areas. And some arguments about this is like, it's not necessarily the bacteria you're needing to get rid of, but it collects um yeah that makes total bacteria. sense like food even yeah um however gum with sugar basically negates this because then the bacteria actually mm, eat off like, that thanks for a meal yeah, yeah. yeah so sugar free sugar gum, gum. you yeah. hear that a lot and there's like medical gum and stuff too and even in america it's like the american something association ada like approved <laughs> the america colgate <laughs> i don't know any. no no they approve certain kind of gums to be like this is like gum that's good to chew on it's not gonna give you calories or it's not like sugar based or anything like mm. that um, that study's done by wrigley's <laughs> <laughs> um okay Chewing anything but uh, gum in this case makes your mouth have more saliva, which I need right now. Um, and that protects from mouth decay and erosion because saliva acts as a buffer for your teeth. Huh. Um, and then something I didn't realize is it can help with acid reflux because you make more saliva in your mouth and it goes down your throat and it's more basic. And I was like, Whoa. I, need to, I get so bad, such bad acid okay, reflux. Okay, cut to this podcast from now on having Mitch Choo 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 on the side. You're like, well, well welcome to side note. I don't know how like immediate of a solution it might be, but that was just something I saw. Also, it's kind like, of hot. Like in the movies, oh, yeah. it's like well, the a rocker it, like, vibe. Like it means that like the hot guy or girl's there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. either the girl's like pulling it with their finger being like, shut the fuck up. Oh my God. Or it's so iconic. It's like, like iconic. It's like, y'all bet. I'm like popular girl in the school. <laughs> like I got my, and then, or it's a guy like chewing like, yo, what's up? Yeah. Like not like chewing is the nerd. Always be doing yeah. yeah. So it's like, that's cool. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> gums cool. <laughs> um, the last thing I was going to say about it is, 
a really new study with an experimental gum found it could trap 95% of COVID particles in the mouth. Oh my God. <laughs> and so Mitch Wrigley's made this. <laughs> that is like absolutely insane. Um, so the, oh the, this gum contains God. a virus trapping protein for the ACE2 protein. Oh my God. Uh, Do you mean they're designing it? For COVID. Oh my god, I thought you were saying it was already doing it. like dentine. I thought it was like, randomly we found out the only people who didn't get COVID were chewing gum. That would definitely be sponsored. Holy shit, they're making gum that will keep the protein attached to the gum. That is so fucking smart. (laughs) I want that. So obviously like you still get particles in your nose, but they were measuring the amounts 95% less in your mouth particles. That is so cool. Like thinking about how it's so cool to do You did a them. full 180 Okay, on no, but I uh, no, no, because I didn't realize it was designed specifically. I yeah. thought you were trying to tell me gum right now was doing that. I'm like, that is absolute <laughs> bullshit. But it's like, oh, they're designing it experimentally as a medicine. I'm glad you would call me out That's if so I said small. that. Yeah, because well, I was like, <laughs> no, or I, I would that. be like, I want to see proof because like I read so much stuff about COVID like every day. The fact that I haven't stumbled on that <laughs> That is like insane. So I get it. They're experimenting this. But think of how freaking cool it would be to be like at a party. You're like at a party like in May, like whatever. COVID's mm-hmm. still around, but like cases are down. Chewing gum, because you got you got some of this on your dang. You got some from the lab. Someone's like, hey, and you're like, hey. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God. And you're like, can I have some gum? You're like, hell yeah. Actually, this gum actually like latches onto the proteins and makes it so you <laughs> oh can't give away COVID. God. That would be the coolest person. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It'd be like, I'm like immediately want to make out with you. So that needs to be sold and we need to be yeah, a part of Yeah, like that. big gum could save us. Could save us. Because it's like, you're like you said, it's already kind of like cool. Shown as sexy. Yeah, like easily like Jamie Dornan would be in your like Versace like ad for gum that stops COVID. <laughs> it would be amazing. I'm just so freaking into that. That's cool. Yeah, it was it was very new. Well, um, also, okay, thinking about satiation, I just was like, I kind of also thought it was big gum too, but it was a fine study that was like if you kept chewing after a meal you stay full for longer if you kept chewing after, after they meal? would it was like they would give the people oh that was a study that you actually, yeah oh. after they ate the same amount of food as other people Whoa. and then they would stay full for longer and it, okay the other cool thing with that study is like satiation wait there's a weird definition it was like the process that leads to the termination of eating yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but it's like that's a really interesting well, way you're of right. putting I've, it. Uh, that's so true because I've always that feels so external, and yeah. I always picture satiation like, feeling like, like oh, oh, I feel I'm so, full, but it's it like good. I like yeah. hit that spot, but it's actually just the termination of eating, which is what I guess correlates with that yeah. feeling. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. to me, being satiated is like an emotion. <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah because Less it's so extreme term. for us now we have to yeah. have such extreme satiation to stop eating these days you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean so it's like true it's so rare but okay so they were they were also saying that's that, like, also disgusting i'm like how often do i eat to being so full yeah and i hate that feeling <laughs> and i don't do it that much but when i do i like and you would kind of want to cry <laughs> it's just when food's really good when i make my own food yeah. i'm like yeah i don't yeah, need to eat any more of that i'm gonna have more of that <laughs> lentil stew i'm good oh my god you didn't even have any because you um, no, Mitch, I was literally making a general joke about our life. I'm not the one the, not who the makes a lentil okay. stew and it's been I downstairs was making, all week. No, I make lentil stew too. I'm you like, do not. I do. Any one of my stews, I put lentils in. It's the same thing. Yours is just very specific. I'm <laughs> saying, I was making a general <laughs> joke, not about the actual lentil stew that is actually in our fridge. Okay, right well, awfully coincidental then <laughs> is all I'll say. I'm just saying they're so delicious, but they aren't the same as a pizza. <laughs> And everyone knows that. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Okay, so, so 
This is just more about like why they think the satiation is happening. And it's like when you chew, you create saliva, which has amylase in it, which breaks down starch. So like that's a cool thing to like even think about. Like mm-hmm. your digestion is like releasing enzymes. Yeah. Amylase. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, but I think it's only amylase. I don't know. In the, yeah. In the saliva, the only enzyme is amylase. And the only thing that starts to break down is starch. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're breaking down like proteins and things like that. But it still is a part of digestion. So they're like, okay, maybe it has something to do with that. Like the fact that you're chewing and amylase is being produced. Release. And therefore, so what, this is not enough science to have like a biological pathway written out that you'd like write on an exam. Mm-hmm. But what they were <clears throat> thinking is maybe it has something to do with like the bolus and like the amylase hitting your stomach. And maybe that sends specific signals to your stomach. And they did find that when people chewed pizza 40 times before swallowing, they did blood tests and they found that while chewing, the insulin and glucose levels were higher and two other factors were higher that do suppress ghrelin, the hunger hormone. So they were like, okay, we don't know what it is, but there's something about chewing that they did find affects certain biological markers to turn off ghrelin. The hunger hormone. Yeah, and ghrelin is what is released when you are hungry in the brain to signal you to eat. Right. So that was a way that they kind of started to like do a bit of biochemistry to link it to neurology, but it's still kind of like loose. No, that's so interesting. interesting. I was almost like, I've kind of heard that too, where it's like chewing, it preps your body. So, but I'm more, it doesn't necessarily correlate to me why I guess the hunger hormone is how I didn't think about it. Cause I kind of thought if your body's digesting more, you're actually getting through it faster. Won't you be hungry sooner? Yeah. So, okay. It's actually like because of the hormone that makes you feel full and you're digesting it better essentially too. Oh, maybe you're maybe you're you're absorbing because it's like if it's linked to insulin and glucose, you're getting more nutrients from it. That's one thing I always think. Maybe this is like an old wives tale, but when I was young, I feel like I was told or I imagined if you chew too much, I knew it like preps your stomach and feel like I've heard then your stomach can be more acidic because you're like actually not digesting food. And I feel like that's why I've always been like, I'm not supposed to chew a lot of gum. Someone told me that. But also, well, there is a study in one of our videos about how when you chew gum and don't eat food, it does impact your stomach. Hmm. Like so we've, maybe, we've talked, maybe like that these is... studies are also then taking into consideration, like if you're eating on a regular basis, obviously maybe it's, it's enough to not make it a problem. Well, it's interesting. It's a, it's a gum thing. It's like, I always actually remember being like, yeah, that's why gum's bad. Cause you're signaling your body that there's food in your mouth, but there's not. And that's mm. so funny. Cause it's like, that's kind of like what you were just talking about. Yeah. But I'm like, I, it, it does feel like you had some really epic big gum studies there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like it is like, cause it's like, yeah, like it's, it's just interesting. Yeah. There was really nothing bad about like when I was trying to look up <laughs> the bad gum stuff, it really was just that it's high sugar levels. Mm-hmm. So it's like really like going to cause cavities in your mouth mm-hmm. and stuff. So obviously then it was just that approved gum that has no sugar. Is, is but it good. is weird because essentially the reason chewing and but you know what it's, I just thought about? Sorry, you go. Finish. Yeah. No, the reason chewing is so interesting and, and why we're talking about it from a science perspective right now is because unlike when we were hunter-gatherers and eating was like a more pattern thing, we've changed it so much. So it's like weird. Like we chew way more than we did before because of gum maybe, but we chew way less because our food's processed before right, us so it's actually and easier. we like sip smoothies. So I'm like, we're in this weird extreme. Maybe but do you know ends. that we chew less? No, we, because no, we like, don't understand. Processed foods can still be chewy. True, 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 true. But I do feel like there's sort of like... But our bodies um, are digesting differently. Yeah. For sure. And, and yeah. what I have like 
there's that famous like science breath book that I think is kind of annoying. Sometimes a different episode, <laughs> but there's a lot in that about chewing and how we aren't chewing enough. And like their whole point oh, is fair. that like we aren't chewing enough. Like maybe it is. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe there is like just if we were on fully whole foods diets, you'd have yeah, to chew and more like, overall. Even the concept of a smoothie, like that didn't exist. Like you, yeah. you'd have to eat the nut. Yeah. Like we, we like blend things. We also do process mm. things. Although things can be made chewy with like glycerol or like, mm. but, but like in general, like a white bun hamburger bun is not right. as chewy as like a whole grain, a whole grain like, thing yeah. you've cooked or even just the raw oats, not even processed into flour. Hmm. So that's like yeah, that is interesting. I well, what was I gonna say now? Oh, I was thinking of how there is imagery though in my mind of like picture like how cowboys chew on grass. Yeah. And, like I'm trying to think like I feel like different cultures like chew on or maybe the hunter gatherers were chewing just on a little yeah, bit of barley on leaves or on you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I feel like maybe chewing is just like part of like because I was like oh yeah they obviously didn't have gum but the gum tree like I don't know when gum was founded to be honest should have looked that up <laughs> <laughs> I know in the big article right in the Wrigley's now. sponsored like, big I did gum all my article research was on... a history of the gum plant have you ever because when you said cowboys it made me think of like weirdly how every like strike guy at my camp who was like an athlete would chew tobacco Oh, ew. And I was just like, because when you said the cowboy thing, I kind of pictured the chewing tobacco thing, but I'm like, <laughs> that's completely different. But I know what you mean by the cowboy and the grass. Yeah. And I was just trying to think of other things that like people might have chewed on as like, even just like bark could taste good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just even like when I have strings yeah. on my like sweater, I like to chew on. Yeah. Oh my God. Remember the so kids like, who would chew their sweater? Actually, I do Chew my nails. I used to like, chew my sweater. Yeah. I used to be that kid yeah, that would chew my too. sweater. And then I'd get like chap lips. <laughs> oh, okay. you get chap lips. <laughs> wow. You did it on. Wait. Oh, I want to do an episode on chap lips. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like on chapstick and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that is. Oh my God. I'm so curious. Now yeah. that is an industry that has taken over and tricked us all <laughs> because don't they say that you put it on and it makes your lips more dry. There we go. Con- upcoming That's episode. the world's greatest conspiracy about lip well, chap is Mitch, that big lip. Well, getting us addicted. Literally tune in next week when we do the episode and Mitch just gets, gets the big bliss deck study. Yeah, He's I'm like, well, you know? I'm like, big lip, you have Actually, a week to give us a sponsor. <laughs> lip balm is amazing. I thought it was a tale I was told. <laughs> I mean it might be but yeah tell me about the gum tree oh actually I, I just like I think so it says chewing gum 5,000 year old chewing gum made from birch bark tar like it's existed like five right. like for thousands of years but in this I'm just on Wikipedia it says modern chewing gum was first developed in the 1860s Oh, yeah. There's not like, ah, oh, like, come get the newspaper. You want the chewing of, gum? Yeah, like, gum is like vibe. what we're thinking yeah. of. But there were like other ways that uh, cultures would make a forms of gum. A form of gum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Um, okay. Do, have you ever chewed tobacco? Last thing before we go. Uh, no, that's like, I don't want to. And it looks absolutely disgusting. So you never even like try like a cigarette? I like, well, I think once in my life I had like a puff of a cigarette and oh wait i was you've only smoked a cigarette once and like a puff of it yeah that is so cool have you done more well i like not that much more but definitely more. what else haven't you told me wait mitch (laughs) what the hell i'm joking like i'm like wait why are you yeah imagine we broke up over this no No, but like i haven't ever just been like one puff never smoked a cigarette again you've smoked a whole cigarette um, I went, I went on like an art trip to France, <laughs> to France in grade 12 when I was like out and gay. I was like, I'm smoking Vogue's now. And I like would like 
five packs of cigarettes. They were like menthol. And I was like, remember by the end, like kind oh of coughing because I'd smoked like six packs of cigarettes. I mean, like, I don't know what it's going to be like when I go home. Like, you, you can't even get votes there. Six packs of Like, cigarettes. I thought I had a cigarette addiction because I went to France for one week. <laughs> but then I came home and just was like, never thought about it again. That is insane, Greg. And then a lot of my friends smoke. So sometimes you just get drunk. You're like, yeah, I'll have one. And then you wake up the next morning, you're like, and it feels like you're literally, <laughs> you literally wake up and it's like, my whole esophagus is like shattered oh my open. Oh God. I really live a sheltered existence. But I that's not, like, it's, it's still not that much. Oh, it's I, just, it's cool maybe, that you've only maybe done that. I'm so curious how many other people have that experience. Like, you know, you can Instagram yeah, us or whatever. Yeah. Like how many Have you, you ever just tried it once and never again? Yeah. Like that's I thought so that was cool. the experience of a lot of people that was just kind of like, a, a lot of people are like, I've literally never tried it. And B, people who would be like, oh, maybe I've like literally took a puff and then just was like, I tried it. Oh, yeah. Like, and I try anything once kind of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, Like, and that's why I did it. And then I was like, oh, immediately no. Immediately no. <laughs> immediately no. Immediately no. <laughs> and then you've never, you've never dipped. I've never dipped again, but obviously in the marijuana pile, I have. Yeah. So it's not just smoking. Oh, my God. I literally, by dip, was meaning the way of saying chewed oh, tobacco. Oh, no, I've never dipped. So, no, what? That's the thing, too. It's like, I wouldn't, I have tried chewing tobacco, but that's only. Wait, is dip the same as chewing tobacco? Yeah, it's like fiberglass and Oh, I thought you shit. chewing tobacco I thought was something different. I thought dip was like, yeah, you put here what when I Oh, true. Maybe there is a difference. But the thing I'm talking about is dip and it's uh -huh. like disgusting and I realized I've tried it twice and I never ever ever would have if I didn't go to a camp where everyone was addicted to dipping. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's like this weird yeah. one part of my life where I was surrounded by it, but then it wouldn't be surprising for me to be like, you've never, like, it's not surprising that you've right. never done chewing tobacco. It's more surprising that I have. I, I mean, I was around it though. Oh, you were? I don't, I was around dip, but I don't. Where, wait, where? In high school. No way. No one did that at my yeah. high school. And people would do it on the bus and stuff all the time. Like on the school Whoa. bus. And like boys would do it. And I remember one time a boy in our school did it on a school trip and was kind of like whatever and didn't know you're not supposed to swallow it and then <gasps> barfed out the window. Oh my <laughs> God. It's fiberglass. Yeah. Oh. So he just like did it was the first time and some like boys oh. were passing it around the back of the bus or something. <laughs> oh my God, me? <laughs> what the, the second time and last time I did it was like, okay, like the, the first time I did it. It was like stone cold sober with like a group of guys, and it was like me being like, oh, I'm gay, and like, okay, fine, let me try. And everyone's like watching. I was like, I'm like this much, and I put it in the, oh my god, and then I go, and then I'm like, oh, I just stuck, I just stuck it. This is stupid, and I like spit in the bell. I'm like, you guys are all. It was then it was me like roasting them, like you guys are so fucking weird. This is disgusting. You're oh all gay. Like, and then it was like funny and like whatever. But I never did it again because it was like this is fucked, and like I I was doing it to learn about what all my friends were doing and I just yeah. roasted them because I was like this is yeah, actually do do this? insane <laughs> but the second time I did it I was at a party and I was drunk and I was with my friend and it was like we went into the basement where there was just like the cool guys and they were all like smoking weed and dipping and like obviously we're like a bit out of place and we're like hey what's up fucking cool guys what are you dipping and we're like we're joking and they're like yeah i want to try it and they were like laughing we're like yeah we'll dip we'll dip and we put it in and both of us passed out like both of us <laughs> were like we were like roasting them and then both of us went it was me and ali we were like hey do you feel okay and then we were like and we had to sit down and what? like because we get both got such head rushes so we lost our literal like consciousness for a bit and then came back and like kept trying to be like losers but they were all like are you guys okay oh like God. you guys are losers. it does that it does that especially if you've been drinking like because the first time i did it i oh did get a head God. rush and like you do notice that's why that's why people do it it yeah. gives you a head rush 
but mixed with like probably the weed and alcohol i mean we both and she actually like was like i was like kept awake by being like are you like i had to like slap her face and then stuff oh my god. <laughs> like it was crazy i had no idea it oh freaks me out yeah. like and i feel so weird that i have just like i in the one time i smoked oh, a cigarette i only felt the burning part and i didn't feel like yeah. any of the like yeah. i didn't get a head rush at all but i only did yeah one yeah i know but there's one puff and i do think that chewing tobacco to end on this and chewing is way, really way more intense than cigarettes oh, i think i think i think from at least my experience like, well it seems like less yeah. people do it yeah. so probably it is like taking it a step further <laughs> okay i honestly need to like that is so funny like i'm just picturing that situation and i'm like that is so funny that she just i remember seeing ali just like go down <laughs> after making fun of them and i'm like it's such an intense thing like, like maybe yeah like putting like a bloody thing in you your had to cut open your mouth <laughs> to get like, a drug there's no yeah. drug I, you could sell like me anyway to be, yeah like, like, cut yourself cut open yourself and, open and yeah. suck it through your oh god but then i guess it's like it is just a form of hypocrisy where it's like but i will breathe it into my lungs yeah <laughs> that's true to one of the thinnest membranes in yeah. my body that's so, so true <laughs> that is so true so okay. it's kind of hypocritical it is just like any way to get a drug yeah. really right yeah, into your blood or just a syringe right into that oh thing. my gosh all right um okay. shall that be it yeah okay thanks for listening i'm and so excited for one on uh lipsol yeah you wrote it down yeah yeah i think that's a really good okay one. cool Push. bye Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.